0: Hey, everybody, Zach here. People often ask me where I go to learn about what's new and next in enrollment marketing. And I tell them that most of my learning actually comes from following thought leaders on social media and then trying to convince them to come on a podcast and share their insights with me. And that's actually exactly how I met my now friend, Matt Didelgen, who is the co-founder and CEO of Glacier. Glacier is the leader in high school advertising for higher education. Matt has been on the podcast a few times now. Some of you have probably listened to one or more of his episodes. And every time I interview him, I'm just amazed by what he and his team are up to. So I finally convinced Matt to become an official Enrollify partner, which means I get to tell you all about why I love Glacier. Glacier offers the largest high school advertising network in North America. This unique platform allows higher education marketers the opportunity to place massive billboard-style ads directly inside feeder high schools, leverage influential students as brand ambassadors, and layer in a robust digital advertising component. They are actively writing the book on how to use micro-influencers in enrollment marketing and how to generate ROI from social networks like Snapchat and TikTok. Anytime I want to know what works and what doesn't when it comes to digital advertising to high school students, I call the Glacier team. If you are ready to take your high school recruitment to the next level or want to learn more about how Glacier can help you, you can visit their website at weareglacier.org forward slash enrollify to check out their free resources or to schedule a chat with one of their team members. Again, that's weareglacier.org forward slash enrollify. And be sure to tell them that Zach from Enrolify sent you. All right, guys, thank you and enjoy this week's episode. Hey everybody and welcome to the show. It's Zach here. I hope you all are having a fantastic end of your April. Hopefully those showers are coming to an end so that you can enjoy the May flowers which are just around the corner. That was super cheesy and had no intention of saying that but hey alas it it came out so we're gonna roll with it. Um, But excited to be back with you guys for another solo pod. So several of you who are avid Frideas subscribers have reached out and said, Hey, it'd be really great to have Frideas in audio format as well so that I can go about listening to the segment and not have to actually watch the segment. Uh, on my laptop or or on on my phone, and so what we're going to do is we're going to be testing out repurposing Fridays in audio format on the Core Pod. Just every once in a while, especially when we feel like we have a good sort of like tactical episode that makes sense to repurpose in in this format. So, if you are an avid Fridays subscriber and consumer then you have uh already heard our episode on tiktok but if you are not which actually most of you who listen to this podcast are not friday subscribers so uh this content should be new it should be exciting it should be inspiring to you as well but just wanted to let you know again if you have already watched this episode on Fridays, then maybe save yourself a little bit of time and go do something else like go read an Enrollify blog post or go download one of our guides and resources for hey, stream Starter Stories. Starter Stories is awesome. It's getting lots of love and attention from people in the community. And it's amazing stories about founders who work in the ed tech and education consultancy space. So highly, highly recommend checking out those episodes. We just dropped three new episodes with Liz Gross from Campus Sonar, Adam Metcalf from Zeni, and Matt Diddlegen from Glacier. So if you haven't listened to those stories yet, just go and search for Starter Stories wherever you get your podcasts and have a listen. They're just absolutely fantastic. But let's dive into today's episode, which we have titled How Enrollment Marketers Should Advertise on TikTok and Why You Should Get in the Game If You Are Not Already Playing. So what inspired this episode? Well, it's actually kind of an interesting story. Not that interesting, actually, but just uh, (laughs) it it is a story. Um, So every once in a while, I ask a group of trusted sort of enrolled subscribers some of some of you who are just especially active hey like what are some of your challenges right now like what are you what are you thinking about what are you interested in what are some of your friction points especially when it comes to marketing and or testing out new channels new um, new social media marketing strategies whatever it might be and what was interesting is i did this i sent an email out a couple weeks ago and several of you got back to me and the kind of the consensus was that TikTok as a channel, as a platform is growing, but we're not entirely sure how best to leverage it. Like what are our what should our expectations be for the platform? Who is really on the platform? Uh, How are colleges and universities using TikTok for recruitment? And I, I was actually surprised because, you know, TikTok is is obviously something that everyone uh in sort of gen z land people that are trying to target gen z are talking about thinking about their it's just grown exponentially as a platform uh over the last year in particular covid was like a huge accelerator and i think all the controversy around whether or not tiktok was going to be banned in the u.s right um had had some something to do with sort of like the rise in popularity of the app but it is become a player that like We can't ignore, right? You can't ignore in your marketing mix. So folks have said like, look, okay, look, I want to get on the platform or my school is on the platform, but I'm not entirely sure how to think about using this again for enrollment marketing and student recruitment. So I thought it would be helpful to just put together a couple of quick points, uh, some ideas, some frameworks to consider as you approach your TikTok strategy. And again, if you are somebody who's working in admissions and have zero control over your institution's TikTok account. this is an episode you want to pass along to your uh, uh, VP of MarCom or, or whomever within your organization runs the social media accounts. Because I do think that there are some things that we have learned, that schools have learned about what works well and what doesn't work well, and it really, what, 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 you know, where that starts, which is pretty true of all social networks, is it starts with your intentionality, your strategic uh, desire for what the channel should deliver, right? And it, it really just falls back to expectations, right? What do you want from the platform? And depending on what the answer to that question is that determines what strategy and approach you should take to creating content on the platform. So just to make sure we're all on the same page here, one of the interesting things about how TikTok has grown is it's grown pretty exponentially from tens of millions of monthly active users to 80 million monthly active users as of last month. That's remarkable growth again for an app based Um, a social network that is, you know, uh, uh, an iOS and is only on iOS and Android, meaning you can't actually create content. Uh, It's like Instagram, or you can't create content and publish that content via a desktop at this juncture. So 80 million monthly active users. And 60% of those users are in Gen Z, right? So these are folks who are college-aged and, you know, finishing up high school. And this is the core targeting demographic for most of you, right? Especially if you're at the undergraduate level. But even if you're focused on graduate enrollment management and graduate enrollment marketing, right, the older generation Zs right are in their mid 20s now and so you know uh, 24 20 you know 23 to 25 really, is sort of like the the upper the upper threshold of Gen Z and those folks are you know they're poised to be uh uh depending on again your program you know, what what program you're marketing for they're poised to be uh huge huge sort of assets in um really a, a, an area of focus for your for your marketing and, and and recruitment campaigns um but what was most interesting to me about sort of these stats is not the 80 million monthly active users, not that 60% of the users are, users are Gen Z. Uh, that, that makes sense. As Again, compare that to like the 10 to 15% of users that are Gen Z that are on Facebook. And 9%, only 9% of colleges and universities are currently using the platform for enrollment marketing. And this comes from our friends over at Glacier's digital advertising, a state of digital advertising report that they published recently, which was fantastic. If you haven't. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to download that report yet, I highly recommend that you do so. But at 9%, right? That means that 91% of colleges and universities aren't using TikTok for enrollment marketing, right? Maybe they have like a brand page or whatnot. But there's no, in, in essence, there's no strategy around it, right? There's no strategy that's related to student recruitment around it. um, And... What's interesting to me about this is that TikTok advertising today is basically what Facebook advertising was in 2014. And for those of you who uh, are newer to the higher ed social media space, you might not be aware of this. But you know, back in 2014, you could still uh, y- organic reach was like a thing, right? Like you could publish a post and 15, 20 percent, sometimes even 30, 40 percent of your audience, the people that had followed your page, right? would actually see that content and that's a little bit generous right maybe it, more often than not for a college or university uh, most of your sizes you're looking at you know 10 the, the 10 to 15% range but still right compare that to the basically 0% reach that organic social media gets today. that That is a remarkable difference, right? In just a few short years. So what's cool is TikTok right now, TikTok's organic reach is a little bit more akin to what Facebook's was in 2014. Meaning as you publish and create good, compelling content, the opportunity for that content to be seen by audiences for free, right? Without you having to pay the platform to get in front of those audiences is quite remarkable. And, you know, one of the things that I think a a lot about is that higher education institutions are typically late to the party, right? Like, it's not... News that higher ed is five to you know sometimes ten years before the rest of the world when it comes to adopting new social networks, right? Adopting new technologies, adop- adopting new sort of uh, you know best practices. We're just we're just a little bit you know behind the rest of the crowd. That's okay. There are some pros to that, um, but you know one of the cons is that we often arrive a little bit too late uh, onto some of these social networks, and and then we're trying to play catch up, right? We're trying to think about oh okay wow okay how does the platform actually work? What works? What doesn't? And how do I leverage this for student recruitment? And then, oh my gosh, but you know, it fast forward a couple of years and now organic reach has hit zero. So now in order to actually use TikTok, right, we finally figured out what we wanted to do with the platform, but now we have to pay, right? We have to pay a sizable chunk of change in order to get in front of the audiences that have already opted in to follow us, right? So all this is to say is that the schools that get in on TikTok advertising now will have the reach and the power tomorrow that... The University of Michi- uh, the University of Michigan's, you know, have on Facebook and Instagram today. And, you know, UMich is is known throughout the space as being like an early adopter to to most things digital, to most things uh, social network. And they get in early and they, they build. I mean, they have a fantastic brand. Right. Um, they've got an awesome team there. And, um, I know a couple of the folks there, and they're just they're just absolutely fantastic um but right, they're really good at getting in early, figuring out what works and what doesn't work, and then sort of like building out their brand uh, profiles in a way that is engaging, interactive, uh, attractive, and intentional. And so I think that the schools that get in on TikTok advertising right now, right, that actually think critically about how do we want to use this platform, what are we going to hold it accountable to, what are we not going to hold it accountable to, those are the schools that are going to have the kind of success uh, in, you know, months and years from now that a University of Michigan did when they, you know, first hopped on the Facebook bandwagon. So I thought it would be helpful to talk about a few schools that are already... Already crushing it on TikTok, and that way you guys can go and kind of source some in- inspiration from these uh, these universities. So the first one is BYU, and BYU's uh, TikTok account is actually Cosmo the Cougar, uh, which is their their mascot, obviously. And their uh, their TikTok has uh, 1.5 million followers and over 18 million likes on their content, right? Uh, and what one of the things that I think is just so cool about what byu has done is because tiktok is this engagement platform it's funny it's creative it's uh, you know supposed to make you laugh or supposed to you know in- inspire you in some way shape or form it's it's silly quite honestly right like there are lots of uh, some of the most viral content around uh, that that makes it frowns um in and um uh, even outside of tick tock is is content that is that is goofy right like it's dance moves it's lip syncing um it's it's evolved a little bit uh and and there are certainly other additional sort of like content categories now on the platform but at its core right TikTok tock was this fun silly goofy like six second almost like vine like for a while right uh content and um, anyways, all that is to say is that what BYU has done really well is they've decided, okay, if that is what the platform is about, right, if this is what this social network, the people that are using this social network care about, let's let's not try to do something else with the platform, right, let's not try to focus on creating content that is, you know, clearly admissions content or, you know, just campus tours, they have leveraged their entire um, they, they, they've they oriented rather their entire approach to, to TikTok based off of their mascot as sort of like their, their, uh, their figurehead, right? So as you sort of peruse the platform, what's super, super cool, or you, you peruse uh, their page is you've got, you know, Cosmo uh, weightlifting, you've got him jumping off campus buildings, you've got him, uh, you know, skiing, you've got him doing all these sort of creative things that are all sort of like taking a TikTok trend And then actually going about and, uh, uh, you know, doing whatever the latest dance is or lip syncing to the latest uh, uh, song while on BYU's campus. So rather than take sort of a student focused uh, approach and or rather than, you know, showcase the the admissions team, what what uh, BYU has decided to do is uh, uh, structure their entire strategy with sort of. Uh, Cosmo as as the figurehead, right? Like they want people to fall in love with Cosmo the Cougar, and then realize that oh yes, this is BYU's uh, mascot. As opposed to let's showcase our director of admissions or one of our admissions counselors and hope that people fall in love with us that way. So creative approach, right? And it's clearly working for them. A college or university with over a million followers is very rare to find on TikTok. Um, Austin P is another good example of a. A, a alternative approach right so they do actually take sort of the admissions team approach but what what's interesting about uh what Austin P is doing is a lot of the times uh, you know Marcom owns uh social channels right they own the uh the brand pages at least right sometimes schools also have admissions pages but uh what was what's interesting in Austin P's case is that they actually uh it got control, admissions got control of TikTok. So I don't know how they came to that arrangement, but their core brand page is run by the admissions team. And it's very, very clear that like, even in their 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 little tagline, what they say, which I thought was super interesting is they say, hey, you know, this is for um, prospective students and all of the content is focused on Giving you sort of uh, campus tours. Uh, There are video. There there are TikToks of like uh, admissions counselors that are like praying. And there's this guy that I'm looking at. You can go to their TikTok page. It's Austin P State. Um, and, what, you know, he's like at his desk and he's praying that you'll show up for your, you know, 10 a.m. tour because the tour starts at 1015. Like, don't be late, right? And then you've got all this other content around, hey, here are, you know, texts that you, text messages that you might get from the Gov chatbot, which I guess is their, the chatbot that, uh, that lives on uh, Austin P's site. And it's like, these are the texts you might get from the Gov chatbot, but as inspirational quotes instead, right? Super, super like uh, high engagement on that, on that TikTok. And then they've got another TikTok of a student that's you know, you know doing a fun little uh, dance when you turn in when they turn in their application their final transcript and their and their FAFSA information. So basically, what they're doing is they're they're, they're sourcing like, okay, what is the latest dance uh, 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 trend? What is the latest uh, you know uh, song that's that's trending? And how do we? package that into something that works within the context of of admissions so alternatively to uh, an alternative approach to byu right which was hey let's craft basically a entire strategy around a character uh and let's use cosmo to sort of characterize what it's like what life is life like at byu austin p says hey let's focus first and foremost as using this as a tool for the admissions team to help inspire prospective students help give uh Perspective students the information that they need in order to make a decision about whether or not we're the right institution for them. So uh, you could just go to Austin P. Pe- just Google sort of Austin P. State uh, TikTok or, uh, you know, BYU TikTok to get to kind of see their profiles and, um, uh, you know, tap into their strategies. And then finally, Colorado School of Mines, I thought was also a really good example. And, you know, what's funny is they are known as, you know, an institution that has remarkable STEM programs. They are very competitive. So what they wanted to do with TikTok, and I actually think that this is really creative, um, they wanted to use TikTok as a channel to help showcase the fun side of of the school, right? And like, hey, like there's so much to do in Colorado. Um, we study really hard. We have, you know, phenomenal programs, but you know, we also know how to have a little fun. Um, and so the tagline in their uh, their profile is like, "They're about uh, in their in their profile is where nerd culture meets mountain life." Um, and I just thought that was super, super, super creative and all of their TikToks, which are, um, really, 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 you know, uh, they don't have like massive reach yet, but they're very well, uh, uh, you know, crafted in that I can tell whoever's behind this is like very into like every TikTok should be like a story in and of itself. So, um, what's neat is that they kind of have a, uh, uh, a once, not a one size fits all approach, but basically... They decided to go wide rather than deep. So what they do is they've got you know uh, faculty that they feature. They've got students that they feature. They feature a mascot. They talk about sort of the history of the campus. They showcase uh, some of the cool projects that students are working on right it's 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 kind of what you would expect is what most schools do with, with their Facebook or Instagram strategy so Colorado School of Minds has taken like a, a wide approach to their TikTok marketing whereas um, you know Austin P has taken a, a, a deeper sort of like focused approach and BYU has what I would you know, considered uh, to be sort of taking the most creative of approaches to to how to leverage the the network. So again, three different three different ideas here. But I guess what 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 is the takeaway with these examples is that there's a lot of like options when it comes to how you choose to run your TikTok. But I think that. And actually, this is true based off of their their followers and and their reach. But you know, the Colorado School of Mines has you know seven hundred and forty six followers, and you compare that to the one point five million that Cosmo the Cougar has, and Austin Peace State's got you know just shy of five thousand followers. So again, obviously, these institutions vary dramatically in terms of size and programs and and you know brand power. But I do think there is something to be said for. Taking a matching sort of a creative strategy and and taking that approach to this particular network. I think you've got more real estate to work with on like a Facebook, for example, and your breadth and, and, and depth um, should be a little bit uh, uh, broader. But I think on this particular platform, it might make sense to go really, really deep, and maybe it's uh, maybe again you build something around your mascot. Uh, maybe you do something else um, that's a little bit more focused around some other figurehead at your at your school. Um, maybe maybe it's sort of it just you really lean, lean into brand and like what is like the one brand pillar that you guys want to focus on with TikTok over the next twelve months and really craft a strategy around that. So this brings us to how to get started with your first campaign. So once you once you've sort of established what direction you want to take with the platform based off of what Makes the most sense given your context. It's important to think about like different TikTok, uh, uh, you know, the the advertising uh, options that are available to see what might make most sense given your context. And there are actually now, I believe, five different ad types. But I went ahead and I, I, I categorized these campaign types by influencer campaign and then just like your standard like post ad um, uh, campaigns because I thought that that was actually a little bit more helpful in terms of like how to think about this. So influencer campaign, all right, is not like an ad option. Like you can't go into TikTok advertising and just select influencer campaign, right. And then like create an ad set. Um, but I think that these categories are a little bit more helpful in, in sort of framing our strategic approach to advertising on the platform. So, TikTok influencers, I thought this was super interesting. Um, with two and a half million followers or more, they typically charge around six hundred dollars to a thousand dollars per post. But you can compare that with just uh, with uh, Instagram followers who charge a hundred to two hundred dollars for every ten to twenty thousand followers that they have on Instagram. Right. So obviously, you're getting more bang for your buck on TikTok. Again, you get more real estate on Instagram than you do on TikTok. But I was actually pretty surprised that you know for uh, six hundred bucks, right, you're you could work with an influencer who has a few million followers and actually work on a, a special sort of like influencer campaign with them. That's the, the investment, right, to get started is much, 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 much more affordable than um, than I would have thought. Whereas, again, if you're if you're doing that on, you know, you can just do the math. But if you're doing that, right on Instagram with with 2 million followers, you're, easily dropping a few thousand dollars, probably 10 to $20,000 on a partnered campaign for an Instagram influencer who has two and a half million followers. Um, but what TikTok has done really well, which is actually a different approach than most social networks have taken as they've launched their ad pro- their um, ad offerings, is that they have a creator marketplace. So if you just Google like TikTok creator marketplace, you can find this marketplace. And what they do is they make it really easy to connect with creators who are really, really, really good at TikTok that are in influencers but even even people that are they might not have like massive followings themselves but they help other people who have massive followings create content so if you just Google "find the right creators," or excuse me, the TikTok creator marketplace, you'll you'll be led to this landing page. Uh, it's beautifully well designed landing page with a very clear CTA. Um, find yeah, and 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 fantastic headline text. Find the right creators. Find now. You click that CTA, and then you can begin to sort through um, uh, creators by industry, by category, by uh, audience size, etc. So, I just think that that's a, a super super uh, creative approach, especially because TikTok is is something that like. It, you you there's a formula right like every uh, every post follows uh, follows a, a specific formula more or less right and that framework is it's hard to just like invent it's, it's hard to do something you, you can't approach TikTok like you can approach an Instagram story right like or your Facebook posts it's it's a pretty unique um, way of thinking about crafting social content and so you want people who understand how the network actually works, what works well what what videos people like, how to make people laugh what's true Trending, and so rather than trying to kind of just go ahead and create content yourself and, and post on your on, on on the platform without sort of like understanding right, like without swimming in the pond, if you will, for a while and better understanding what works and what doesn't, it can be really really hard to get started. So if you don't have the resources to spend time to like create tons of content, test content, and just sort of like consume a lot of content to see like what are the viral videos that are working and, and why are they working, then I think the creator marketplace is a great place to start. But Uh, Alternatively, like in-feed ad campaigns, right? There are are I think like five different ad types now that you can choose from on TikTok advertising, and um, most of us will probably start here because we probably don't have the budget to you know start with something like a an Instagram excuse me a a TikTok uh, influencer. Um, but, you know, to add the most basic of um, uh, levels, TikTok ads, they can send users to your website, just like a Facebook ad can. They can send it to, they can send folks to an app page or in the app store, or they can go ahead and, you know, promote your hashtag challenge. So hashtag challenges are one of the most popular paid advertising formats and strategies that uh, brands choose to tap into on the platform most of us, right, are going to be using TikTok to send people to our website. We're not necessarily interested in, or I guess maybe your university app, if that's, if you use that for student recruitment. But for, you know, 90 plus percent of us, we're going to be sending uh, folks to our website. So what's also really cool is that TikTok has come up with this creative hub, which is actually different than the uh, platform where you go and source creators uh, from. And the creative hub, what it does is it helps show in any given day what is trending in which category and why. So they've got these three categories, um, trending, uh, engaging, and um, sorry, trending in business, uh, engaging in business, and then trending in community. So basically what this helps you get a sense for is what it, from other business pages, and obviously college. Universities fall into that category, right? What is actually working? Like, what's trending versus what's engaging? So, what is the content that's actually performing the best from a uh, likes and interaction standpoint, as opposed to just like an impression standpoint? And then, trending community is uh, <coughs> sorry, Ooh, got a little bug in my throat there. Yum. Um, but uh, versus trending in community which is uh, you know focused obviously more on just throughout across the platform across all account types like non-business accounts what are people finding engaging and interesting and 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 popular so you can source some inspiration from those uh, approaches as well but what's also cool about the creative hub is it helps you understand which ads are performing best in any given moment so Uh, you just, again, you can just Google business creative hub and uh, access all of these insights, but you can say, okay, I want to see all of the ads that are in the education space that are focused on, you know, promoting awareness level content, right? Um, An auction ad, let's just say, right, as the ad type. And then you can actually see which ones are performing best. And TikTok, obviously, they're not going to show you the, The uh, impressions and clicks and insights, right? But they're gonna, they're, they will actually pull in the ads, which is really, really cool. Facebook's ads library is like awesome, in that like you can look up literally any brand and see if and what they're spending on. Sorry, not what they're actually spending from a cash standpoint, but if they're running a particular ad campaign, and you can often see like basic demographics of who they're targeting if you're, if you know where to look. Um, But beyond that, right? Facebook's not saying like, oh, overall, here are the best ads that are running for college colleges and universities right now like they're not revealing that info on Facebook Ads library um, but what's also really cool is you can sort by click-through rate impressions and you know video view rate so you can um, if you want to drill down even further to see what are the ad types that are performing best you can actually sort again by CTR impressions etc which is a, a remarkable insight guys again I I was shocked when I found out, Uh, As I was, uh, you know, researching for Friday's uh, last week and discovering all this stuff, I was like, wow, like this is this is like a lot of transparency. Um, And again, they're protecting the their actual advertisers data. They're not revealing anything like this is how much they're spending and this is the actual yield that they're they're getting from these campaigns. But even helping us better understand as. As advertisers, as creators, like what kind of content is performing well and why is remarkable insight. So, before you run any sort of paid advertising campaign, right, you want to start with the business creative hub to just get a sense of what's working right now. All right. So, um, what I think is, oh, yeah, actually, just a little bit of context too around the business. We talked about the trending business and engaging business, but just to reiterate here so that you have this takeaway in case you're uh, taking notes. Um, the In the trending business category, you're going to get videos from other business accounts in the same country. That's actually really important, right? That are ranked by the total number of likes they've received. So trending business is just how many people have like liked the video, right? Um, like the content versus Uh, Engaging business shows a similar selection of popular business account content, but ranked by the level of engagement measured by the ratio of comments to video views. Right, so if people are actually taking the time to comment on the video, right, that's a level of engagement that's different than somebody just you know hitting that like button. And then the third feed, trending community, is showing videos from all account types, all account types, excuse me, ranked by the total number of likes received. So. Finally, I just thought it would be helpful to kind of walk us through the various ways you'd go about creating a TikTok ad. So, TikTok uh provides an in a, a web-based video editor, which makes it really easy to crop, layer and roll different uh different videos together. Even if you don't have a video content, you can actually take images, upload them to TikTok and there's animation features that you can tap into to make the video to make the content appear more like a video. They also have Smart Video, which is really cool, um which Uh, is a feature which again allows you to kind of like convert uh, these images into into sort of like a video style format even animations you can throw in there too uh smart videos are really really cool kind of feature i love the smart text feature i if you are running tiktok ad campaigns and you're taking advantage of the smart text feature i really would like to hear what this uh, how this is performing on your end but what's really really cool about this is that um basically t- what TikTok is saying is that you input like the keywords right that you think may you know that you want to rank for um or that you know that most uh, that best describe sort of what the video content is and then TikTok will actually write the copy for you with their smart text right so they claim that their smart text generation tool um enables y- them to kind of better understand how to craft the headline so that it gets found by your target audience so I I'm always a little bit skeptical of like, you know, AI helping write copy, especially like social ad copy where there's, um, you you don't have a lot of real estate, right? So like you have to communicate context very, very quickly and creatively, but um, would love to see sort of how this is performing. So um, if you are running a smart text campaign, please let me know. Um, and then you know it's actually really easy to optimize TikTok. Like it's you can create an ad in, in literally seconds. Uh, it's it's a lot quicker than creating like a Facebook ad. Um, it's it, it the UI is just a lot more simple. It's a lot more streamlined. And so again, don't don't feel like oh shoot, like it, it takes me forty five minutes to launch a Facebook ad campaign, like. I you know if is it gonna take me two hours because TikTok is like video based? No, like it's actually a lot easier once you have the actual content. You can play with it, right? You can make, you can certainly like make it super super um, fancy with all the stickers and the buttons, right? And 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 the, the um, you know confetti and 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 whatnot. But in terms of the actual process of just setting up the ad, once you have the creative established, it's a lot faster than setting up a Facebook ad. All right, so. In conclusion, right, I've got a few paths for you guys to think about as um, as you discern sort of what strategy makes the most sense for your institution's uh, TikTok game. Path A is really about uh, developing a digital brand around your mascot, right? So option one is let's take the BYU approach and let's develop a whole digital brand around your mascot. I actually think that this could be a lot bigger than just TikTok. You could use this for your Instagram strategy as well, for sure. Um... And then what I would do is I would source three to five students to become trend ambassadors, which would they would be they would help strategize the content. So the idea would be like obviously the the mascot is the person in the videos, right? The, the figurehead, like doing the jump jumping around campus, right? In in sort of the student center and um, you know doing the dance moves on you know at homecoming or whatever it might be, right? Um, so develop a digital brand around your mascot, but then the uh, three to five students become the, the trend ambassadors. And what their goal is, is their goal is to help inform like, oh, hey, here's what's working really na- really well on TikTok right now. Like, here are the most engaging videos. Here's that new viral song. Here's that new you know, viral dance move that everyone's doing. Here's the new challenge, right? The new hashtag challenge. Um, and we need to, you know, we, we need, you know, uh, Cosmo the cougar to go ahead and, like, do this dance, right? So, the, the, in, in essence, these become your content strategists, your social strategists. And then I would, like, publish two times a week. So, that's path A. And, you know, the cost for this is free. Other than sort of, like, the time involved in um, creating the content, there's no, like, advertising cost here. Path B is establish a TikTok influencer cohort at your university and what i would do is i would pay these creators per 1000 impressions So every 1k impressions that they get on video i would you know cut them 10 bucks 20 bucks 100 bucks depending on you know what what makes the most sense given your school given you know what your institution is Uh, what kind of budget you have for this, but then also sort of like the value of the content. And then I would actually post four to five times per week. And so what I love about this idea is there are definitely people at your college university that have massive TikTok followings and you probably don't even know who they are. I like the idea of launching some sort of contest and saying, hey, we are looking for TikTok. We're looking to build a TikTok influencer cohort. If you've got, you know, 10,000 plus TikTok followers or whatever it might be, you are eligible to apply for our influencer cohort. Um, And then essentially, you come up with a small team of people and uh, have them run your campaigns. So, I think this could be super, uh, super, super powerful. I also think it'd be really cool if you could have like a different cohort every semester to just like help with um, diversity of students, diversity of content, etc. And I would imagine you'd spend 10 to 15k per semester at least, sort of on this influencer cohort. So what's cool about this is that you're not paying TikTok any advertising money, right? So these these are all organic. This is still all organic content in terms of how. Uh, you know, as far as TikTok is concerned, but you are paying people at your school to publish, um, you know, to to strategize this content and then, uh, you know, publish it on their personal profiles. You would, you know, then pick it up on your your school's profiles as well. So anyways, that's path B. And again, I uh, yeah, I would imagine you sp- you spend at least 10 to 15K per semester. And then path C is you partner with a celebrity creator for a branded hashtag challenge, right? Which is one of TikTok's like most popular advertising formats at this juncture, you encourage user generated content, and then you run a campaign for one to two times per year. So think about like you know a push up challenge or you know a, a, a sprint challenge or whatever it might be. You partner with a celebrity. Uh, it's somehow branded to your college or university, and then you encourage all of your students to kind of get behind and do this challenge, um, given sort of a you know defined period of time, like a semester. Typically, like this works best within the context of like a week or a couple weeks, or or even a month, right? And at a minimum, you're going to be spending 100k on this, right? Just to even like get into this uh, threshold of of ad offering, you've got to be spending about 100k. So. Path A, again, focus on creating a digital brand around your mascot. Path B, establish a TikTok influencer cohort at your university. Or path C, partner with celebrity creators and focus on developing a branded hashtag challenge. So that's all I got for you folks today. Hope this was somewhat helpful. Let me know what you think about this episode um, and whether or not something that's a little bit more tactical is of use to you. And if so, we will do more of these because we've got uh, a lot of tactical content um, on the Friday's front for sure. If you aren't already subscribed to Friday's, you can just Google Friday's. We actually ranked number one, which is amazing. And you can subscribe there. Also, if it's not too much trouble, I would really, really appreciate if you guys could just hit that subscribe button or leave, a, leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts. And in fact, if you, if you take a screenshot of your review and you, that you leave for the Five Podcast and you send that to me, I will send you a gift. I promise It's going to be great. It's going to be exciting. So uh, we are growing the pod like crazy, which has been really awesome. Thank you guys for your support. But, um, you know, commenting and sharing and following and actually leaving us a review really, really helps us move up in those rankings. Thank you guys, as always, for your time, and I will see you next week. If you are an enrollment marketer working in marketing and communications or enrollment management and would be willing to be interviewed on the podcast, Or if you have an idea for a topic that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, please reach out directly to me at zach, Z-A-C-H, at enrollify.org. We sincerely look forward to working with you to make Enrollify the most trusted, go-to digital resource for enrollment marketers out there.